Canto 9, Chapter 18 King Yayati regains his youth. Sri Shuka said, Just like an embodied soul having six senses, with the mind as the sixth, there were from King Nahusha, another son of Puru Rava's son Ayu, six sons, Yati, Yayati, Samyati, Ayati, Viyati, and Kriti. The eldest son, Yati, did not accept the kingdom offered by his father, for he knew what that entails. A person who enters such a position cannot seriously engage in self-realization. When his father, by the Brahmins, was forced to abdicate for having offended Indra's wife, Shachi, and he hence had degraded to the level of a python, Yayati became the king. He allowed his four younger brothers to rule the different directions. Yayati, thus ruling the world, married the daughters Devayani of Shukracharya and Sharmishta of Vrishaparva. The king said, The mighty seer Shukracharya was a Brahmin, while Yayati belonged to the Kshatra class. How could there, against the customs, be a marriage of a Brahmin daughter with a Kshatriya? Sri Shuka said, One day, Vrisha Parva's daughter named Sharmishta, an innocent girl with a passionate character, was together with the daughter of the guru Devayani and with thousands of friends. They walked in the palace garden full of blossoming trees, where sandbanks were found with lotus flowers buzzing with the sweet sounds of bumblebees. When the lotus-eyed girls arrived at the side of the lake situated there, they gave up their dresses on the bank and began sporting in the water by splashing one another. They suddenly saw Lord Shiva passing by, seated on his bull, together with the goddess Parvati. The young girls quickly got out of the water and, full of shame, covered themselves with their garments. Without noticing it, Sharmishta put on the clothes of the guru's daughter as if they were her own, whereupon Devayani, irritated, said this. Now look how she, like a maid servant, acts without any manners. She, just like a dog going for the ghee meant for a sacrifice, has put on the garment that was meant for me. Of us descendants of a Brigu, better than the rest by whose austerity this entire world was created, of us who are the face of the personality of transcendence and by whose piety the light of the right path is known, of us and to whom the masters of the world, the enlightened souls of control and even the Supreme Lord, the purifying supersoul and husband of the goddess, are offering prayers, she, whose demoniac father is a disciple of our father, has put on what was meant to be worn by us. It is like an unchaste Shudra trying to master the Vedas. Sharmishta, thus being rebuked, breathed heavily, like a trampled serpent, and very angrily, biting her lip, said to the guru's daughter, What a nonsense, you beggar! You don't know your place! Is it not you who waits outside our house for food like the crows do? 
With these harsh words rebuking her, Sharmishta angrily took the garments away from the virtuous daughter of the spiritual teacher and pushed her into a well. As she went home, Yayati, who wandered around for a hunt, happened to arrive at the spot and, thirsty for water, discovered her in the well. Because she sat there completely naked, the king gave her his upper garment and most kindly put his hand into hers to pull her out. The daughter of Ushana, or Shukracharya, with words full of love and kindness, said to the hero, O king, with you taking my hand, O conqueror of the cities of the enemy, you have accepted my hand. May it not be touched by anyone else but by you, because the relationship between you and me that we have now was arranged by providence, O hero, and not by man. Having landed in this well, I learned about your goodness. Please know that no qualified Brahmin can become my husband, O strong-armed one, because Katya, the son of Brihaspati, whom I have cursed in the past, pronounced a curse against it. Yayati did not like what had been arranged by Providence, however, thinking for himself he, being attracted to her, agreed to her proposal. After the king had left, she, having returned home in tears, wisely told everything to her father, recounting all that Sharmishta had done and what had happened thereafter. The mighty thinker was most unhappy about it. He condemned the priesthood, praised the activity of collecting grains, and left his residence together with his daughter. King Vrishaparva, understanding that his spiritual master acted out of protest, propitiated him by prostrating on the road with his head at his feet. The mighty son of Brigu, who could not be angry for longer than a minute, then said to his disciple, I cannot ignore her, please fulfill her desire, O king. With his consent to settle matters as demanded, Devayani expressed her desire. To whomever my father gives me away in marriage, she, Sharmishta, must accompany me as my follower. Sharmishta, who together with her friends by the father was given to Devayani, understood the danger of the Acharya leaving and also what the benefit was of his respectability and therefore served her together with the thousands of other women as a maid servant. When he gave his daughter Devayani to Yayati, the descendant of Nahusha, Shukracharya said to him, O king, never ever allow Sharmishta into your bed. Sharmishta, however, who later on saw that Ushana's daughter had nice children, asked him at an opportune moment in a secluded place whether he, as the husband of her girlfriend, would not like her as a faithful wife. Even though remembering what Shukra had said when he gave his advice for a situation like this, he, who by this princess was requested to have children with her, then decided, from his sense of duty as a ruler and respect for the principles of religion in support of that, to give in to her. Devayani gave birth to Yadu and Turvasu. Sharmishta, the daughter of Vrishaparva, had Druyu, Anu and Puru. 
When Devayani was informed that Sharmishta was pregnant of her protector, she, boiling with anger, proudly returned to her father's house. Following his sweetheart, his great desire, he tried to appease her with meaningful words and by massaging her feet, but it was in vain. Shukra said angrily to him, You womanizing deceitful man! May you, O fool, be afflicted by disfigurement of your body because of old age. Sri Yayati said, As yet my lust with your daughter has not been satisfied, O Brahmin. Shukra replied, For as long as you are lusty, you may exchange your old age for the youth of someone willing to accept that. He thus got the opportunity to change places with his eldest son. He asked him, O Yadu, beloved son, please give me your youth in exchange for this old age. I am not yet satisfied in my sensual needs, my dear son. When you take upon yourself the burden of old age that your grandfather Shukra wished me, I can enjoy life a few years more. Sri Yadu said, I am not happy to accept your old age while you remain youthful. A person like me will never become free from material desires without having had the experience of bodily happiness. The father requested Turvasu, Druyu and Anu, O son of Bharata, but they refused to accept because they, not conversant with the true nature of the soul, took their temporality for something permanent. He asked Puru, who was younger but better qualified. He said to him, You, my dear son, would not turn me down like your older brothers did, would you? Sri Puru said, Who, O king, O best among the people, gets in this world the chance to repay his father for the body that he gave? It is by his mercy that one may enjoy a higher life. He who acts in respect of his father's wishes is the best one. He who acts on his command is but mediocre, and low class is he who acts irreverently. But he who defies his father's words is like his stool. Puru was thus pleased to accept the burden of old age of his father, while his father was pleased with the satisfaction of the youthful desires of his son he had asked for, O ruler of men. He, Yayati, as the master of the seven continents, ruled like a father over his subjects and enjoyed, to his heart's content, the material happiness without any frustration of his senses. Devayani, as his sweetheart, on top of that, provided her beloved husband in private, twenty-four hours a day, divine bliss with all her body, mind and words, and everything belonging to it. With different rituals worshipping Hari, the personality of sacrifice, the godhead and reservoir of all divinity and object of all Vedic knowledge, Yayati was of an abundant charity. In him the complete of creation appears in all its diversity, just like a mass of clouds appears in the sky, and then again there is no manifestation at all, like it concerned an illusion created by the mind in a dream. Placing only him in his heart, Lord Vasudeva, the one Narayana, who exists within each but is visible to no one, 
he worshipped, free from desire, the Supreme Master. Even though he this way, for a thousand years, with his mind and his five senses was engaged in a notion of worldly happiness, he, the master of the entire world, because of his devious senses, could not find satisfaction.